Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Ritter, your host of Credit Union Conversations and the CEO of MBFS. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I love that it's springtime. I love that conference season has struck. Uh, I tend to be doing a lot of traveling these days. And two weeks, a few weeks ago, I was in Washington, D.C. at CUNA GAC, one of the biggest credit union conferences there is. And it was really quirky for me and awkward because people came up to me and started talking about the podcast. Uh, turns out uh, you like this show. You People are listening to it. They're reacting to it. People are engaging me with conversation about it. Uh, you know, when we started this, I didn't know if anybody would listen uh, and, and I didn't know if anybody would react, but I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening. So please make sure to subscribe on your favorite network and feel free to tell a friend about it. Uh, then last week, the same thing happened to me. I was out at my, my good friend, Kirk Drakes. He's been a guest on this show. Uh, he had his VIP live conference in Boulder, Colorado in a beautiful setting. And, and, and I had people there talking about the podcast, so uh, about different episodes and things that we talked about. So it, it's really fun, and I'm glad we can keep this going. Uh, today, we're going to talk a lot about all the things that nobody here really wants to talk about, uh, and that's fraud and risk and all those types of things that keep us up at night that we have to worry about. And sometimes we cross our fingers and hope uh, we don't get hit and, and, and the odds don't hit us. So with me today is Zach Douglas of Allied Solutions. Zach, how you doing? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk a lot about risk today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about fraud today and what our credit unions can be doing and what they should be doing and just maybe a different perspective and hopefully get them some different tips. Uh, but first, tell people uh, your background, your role at Allied Solutions and what you're up to today in your day-to-day -day job. Yeah, so I've been with Allied Solutions on the bond team for about nine months now. Um, my title is Director of Bond and Risk Management. And what that means is I get to help credit unions uh, try to reduce their residual risk and try to avoid making claims. Me and my team, what we do is we have on-demand risk consultations where we'll jump on the phone with credit unions as they're having issues. Uh, we talk about what they're experiencing and see if we can help them out. Uh, we also have a quarterly webinar series called Let's Talk Fraud. Uh, we conduct virtual and on-site risk reviews where we go into credit unions, uh, dig deep, look at the policies, procedures, uh, just ask questions to see if we can figure out if there are any vulnerabilities. We also do risk alerts for uh, timely issues as we see them. You know, talking with credit unions, we hear, you know, if, if two credit unions are having the same issue, more than likely it's more than two. Um, so we like to put out publications to you know, help people prevent issues. And we are just here to help at all times. Prior to joining Allied, I was with a large credit union in Florida. 
Uh, started out as the weekend fraud guy, looking at ATM checks that were deposited, um, fraud monitoring system, just looking for anomalies. Worked my way up through management, where I uh, got introduced into compliance and security, uh, and then eventually ended there in the legal department, where I worked alongside our insurance carrier. Well, hopefully after today's podcast drops, you never get another call because everybody will know exactly what they're doing and what they need to uh, to do to stop all the fraud. Do you think that'll happen? Um, that sounds like a pipe dream, but it'd be great. Pro- pro- probably not. So, so we, we've had... Uh, MBFS has had a long history with Allied Solutions, and we appreciate the support from everybody. Uh, We're a big fan for our bond and fraud and cyber insurance, uh, as well as the uh, force place insurance on our commercial real estate portfolio. And and we've always had a great relationship. Uh, I almost feel like Allied is the Amazon of the credit union and financial services space because it seems like it does everything. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Allied as an overall company. Yeah, so overall, um, we support more than 4,000 clients. We're one of the largest providers of insurance, uh, lending, risk management, and other solutions for financial institutions. A lot of technology-based solutions that are customized for each institution. And we like to pride ourselves on the offerings that we have. Great. So let's talk a a little bit about what it's like in 2023 and and what's what's hot on the horizon in the terms of fraud and risk. And what's interesting is I always think back to my early days in banking and financial services when every credit union and bank had this rule and you there's probably still places that do this that everybody has to take one week off uh solid and once you actually got into it that was like a fraud mitigation because uh there was this old fraud story from the 60s where it was somebody who worked all the time and never took a day off and they were committing fraud. And finally, when they got sick, they were able to find the fraud. That's probably not even a real story. It's probably just one of these urban legends that have been passed down through the years. But there was always these, what I'll call the old school methods of catching fraud. What are, what are, how, how have things evolved over the years in, in your world and how have the bad actors evolved? Yeah, so like you said, the one week off, that is um, something I've heard the same story. And taking a week off is a best practice. Uh, It does not appear to be a requirement under the bond or any other regulation. Um, But historically, with risk management, we're only concerned about losses and stopping losses. Nowadays, risk management is enterprise-wide. We're not just looking at the risk. We're looking at, you know, how do we balance member experience with fraud? Um, you want to, you know, limit your losses, but not inhibit your good members from using the products and services. Yeah, I always say it's really easy to build a fireproof building uh, where you'll never have a fire and you never have to worry about it, but just nobody would want to live in it. And it's probably a similar world uh, in your in your side. Um, but but what's the most common? 
fraud scam source of loss going on today? What, what are some of the top of the list that make up the majority of the issues that credit unions and CUSOs like myself have? Um, right now, I would say the biggest fraud that we're seeing is card fraud, um, fraud of all types. Um, this is probably because it's the easiest avenue for a bad actor to get started in. They would just purchase card numbers from you know the dark web and they just start their spending spree. Um, another really common um, fraud that had a huge uptick last year is check fraud. Um, this probably stems a lot from you know checks being stolen from the mail. Uh, the bad actors, you know, they ran out of the COVID money, so now they're having to go back to their old ways. Um, this issue got so bad that the USPS put out um, notices last year advising against the use of blue boxes after hours and on on weekends because um, they were just being broken into. Wow, that you know, and and I guess the more things change, the more things stay the same. Where uh, you know, you think of all this identity theft and everything going on on these big scales, but uh, sometimes good old fashioned check fraud scams work. Yeah, uh, and, and fraud it's very cyclical. Um, you know, we fraud uh, check fraud dipped at the pandemic, and then as soon as the pandemic ended, it picked right back up. Um, and then, like you said. You know, sometimes it's severity and sometimes it's frequency. So the check fraud and debit card fraud, those are high frequency, whereas we're also seeing a lot of business email compromise, and those are the severity. We're seeing losses of, you know, half million dollars or more. Wow. And with credit card fraud today, do you find more where people are stealing the information and trying to do make online purchases or is it uh basically recreating cards and trying to go out and you know hit the mall go to the mall and see how much they can pull down before the thing gets shut off yeah so uh, the most common fraud that we see is card not present so that'd be online transactions um we do still see some stolen and counterfeit cards um this is a little harder for the bad actors because a lot of credit unions have put in place some measures like you know blocking fallback transactions, which would make a, a counterfeit card useless. Okay, yeah, it's it seems like with uh, the tap technology and everything else going on that that would be a harder, it would easier just to to go buy some things online and get it to get it pretty quick. So, and obviously, Allied would love to see zero fraud. Um, credit unions would love to see zero fraud. How realistic is it to stop fraud versus are we really just trying to manage our risk? And, and, and what's that? Where, where do you, how, what's your philosophy on kind of that balance of uh, going after absolute stopping versus, okay, you know, this is an acceptable risk? What's your outlook? Yeah, I think like you mentioned, you could build a fireproof house, but nobody would want to go there. Um, it's it's totally a balancing act of member service versus preventing losses. You want to make sure that you have good controls um, for your products and services, but at the same time make it still usable for your members. Okay, great. Yeah, that that that's good advice, and I think you know that there is those best practices that we all like to see and do. What's always scares the heck out of me uh, when it comes to fraud and risk is 
how good phishing emails uh, have become. You know, it, it used to be uh, we would get an email from the Nigerian prince and uh, you'd think, who the heck falls for this? Now uh, we receive emails and people, a lot of people spoof me uh, to my employees and they spoof our, us to our members and it's really, really good. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so easy to be very realistic um, and even my, my parents who are getting, getting up there in age, uh, they receive emails and texts that, and, and they'll ask, is this legitimate? How do I do this? What is this? And, it, you know, but I have to take a hard look to tell that it's fake. Uh, it, it, it's really incredible how much uh, the improvements and how good people have become uh, at, at the fraud business. So, whoa, I mean, do, do you see that too, where, where you maybe look at some things and think, wow, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I could barely tell the difference. Yeah. The fraudsters have definitely gotten more sophisticated, you know, as we move to more digital options for our members, they're also adapting as well. And, and what do you see as the most common mistake that is made at the credit union or just, is there something that's sitting right in front of us that we just overlook it at, at times? Uh, is, is there anything out there that's just so obvious that uh, it's hiding in plain sight that we need to take care of? Yeah, I think there's uh, two main issues where a lot of credit unions could probably improve upon in the risk area. Um, the first being member education. I don't think we're doing enough to educate our members about the craziness that's going on out there. Um, like you said, they get these emails. We're familiar with them, but they may not be familiar. Um, so we need to, you know, alert them as as we come to learn about them, so that they know what to look for. It's more than just you know putting a banner on your website that says, "Oh, we're experiencing an increase in calls for spoofing." How many of your members are actually going to your website? You know, your marketing department may not like it, but I think we should push out more communication to the members. The second area where I think a lot of places could improve would be having someone from your risk or fraud department involved with new product launches. Um, these people see things through a different lens and they might be able to find vulnerabilities um, before you actually launch the product so that they can put in some controls ahead of time to stop your bleeding before it even happens. So it's, it's amazing that you mentioned the new products because last week I was at a conference and what's one of the new trendy things to do? Uh, AI, chat GPT. And we, 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 we were sitting in on a presentation on it on the technology and power of AI in making pictures of people, spoofing people's voices, uh, making, you know, and everything that goes along with this whole AI world. And I raised my hand and I said, uh, wouldn't there be people in uh, overseas countries and bad actors figuring out that they could do this to, to spoof in the people's voicemail and computer credit union voice systems? Uh, you know, they, we, we we, we showed a lot of people have voice recognition software and the AI system could recreate people's voices. So it was just fascinating to me 
with every uh, you know with every advance in technology, there I'm a superhero guy, so I call it the Bizarro effect. There, there's the opposite, the exact opposite person trying to figure out how to do it for uh, to make a buck on using it illegally. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really just just fascinating. You know, you mentioned uh, COVID and uh, and some of the, the 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 issues that were out there, and we were a PPP uh, loan processor. So we could tell stories for about the next eight hours on PPP loan fraud and people who tried to get loans that were fake or they were trying to get more money or you know all the things that you read out there. But it seemed like, you know, how, how did that COVID impact fraud? And, and has it kind of changed the outlook on, or, or you've seen some more trends that have developed as a result of COVID? Yeah, I think that the pandemic-related fraud um, really helped show fraudsters how easy it is to commit fraud remotely um, using technology. They don't have to step into the branch and put themselves at risk of getting caught that way. They made it super easy for them to get the money with no effort at all. And I recently saw a demonstration um, where you know, these bad actors have quote-unquote stores on the dark web where they're selling things like postal arrow keys, um, card numbers, checks. Some of them even have schools where they're teaching other bad actors things like, how do you print checks at home? How do you do RDC fraud? They're evolving just as we are. Yeah. And like you said, if you think about printing technology at home, the concept of printing a, a check at home at one point in the past was, was almost laughable. Yeah, you could print out a check, but it would look silly. Um, you know, you didn't, your at-home printers couldn't do that. Uh, today they can. Uh, today they can use the proper inks and look really good. Uh, and, and you could print just about anything you want a lot, very cheap, quick, and easy. So it's, you know, we heard the same stories for PPP of basically uh, fraud loan shops of you can just sit there and apply online. And once people would find a weakness, you know, it's not like they go into, uh, you know, cash a bad check for $100 at a branch and walk out the door. Once they identify that weakness it's on (laughs) they're going after it full tilt so it's really seemed like it's it's a lot quicker cheaper and easier much like branch technology and credit union technology uh it's you know you can use all this technology for good and now COVID has shown that you can sit at home and make a pretty good living uh being a bad guy especially if you're overseas Mm mm-hmm and, you know, like you said, with the printing of the checks, now you don't even need to have the magnetic ink because they're going to deposit the check using remote deposit capture. You know, yes. a great service for our members who can deposit their checks from anywhere that they happen to be without going to branch. But the bad actors can use it just the same. So I would imagine when the Allied Solutions bond and risk department gets together for lunch, you have 
war stories of what's got like you you see everybody's worst day <laughs> yes you, you you see everybody's worst day you see everybody's worst case scenario they're picking up the phone and calling you give me something and something you know you, you don't use names uh, obviously but but what's a what's a crazy fraud story or a good one that people should be aware of into the the depths that people will go to commit fraud okay i will tell you one it'll sound like a movie but i promise you that it was 100% real there was a credit union in the northeast that was burglarized over a long weekend they actually hit a couple of institutions in the area. Friday night, the crew came around, cut off the power, cable, internet, phone, just with an axe. So communications dead, power's out. Most places would have battery backups. Those are going to last 30 to 48 hours in most cases. They waited the two days. They entered the branch. All the power's off. Batteries have died. They covered the windows up with paper. So that people couldn't see in. And then they used heavy equipment like uh, welders and blow torches to access the vaults. Not only did they get the, the money out of the safe, but they caused severe damage um, because of the slag that was coming out of the safe door and getting the branch up and running again. It took about two weeks for them to get their power and all that restored. So it was a huge impact for them. That's incredible. It, yeah. it almost reminds me, you know, one of my favorite Netflix series I've seen in the past year is Money Heist. And it's so crazy where this group breaks into the Spanish mint and starts printing money. But then you think, oh, you know, if with enough resources and, and ingenuity, people will break in. And, uh, you know, so we, we sometimes we, we, we think about technology and then sometimes we forget just about old fashioned brute force. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That, I'll that tell you is... another crazy story as well. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, so this one comes from my days at the credit union. Our area was dealing with a bunch of uh, hook and chain attacks. Uh, that's where the bad guys uh, use a stolen truck and they put a, a tow hook through the uh, door of the ATM, try to yank it off. Well, uh, law enforcement suggested putting on stickers that said, you know, ATMs have GPS and ink staining technology, even if they didn't. Well, shortly after uh, we took their advice, one of the branches called and said, hey, we have some tire tracks uh, in the bushes near our ATM. So we pulled the surveillance images, saw a truck back up through the bushes, guy gets out with his crowbar in his hand. He bends down, reads the sticker, and leaves. So a $2 <laughs> sticker saved probably a hundred thousand dollars at least wow wow yeah it is so some of the the things that you read on credit union times and some of these uh that that peep the links that people go to to burglarize uh and get in is just incredible i i've seen some uh crazy and, and i've seen some crazy situations over the years just like you uh, you know, early in my career, I investigated fraud for uh, lending insurance policies, and that was always uh, interesting times. And it always gets, you know, I, I think sometimes the people that are professionals are the ones that scare me most. You know, when you get the employee or the person who just says, you know, I need money for today and that's all I'm going to do. 
they're they're not they're not a pro at it, and generally, uh, they 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 screw up. But the, these professional outfits, wh- whether it be loan fraud, check fraud, and, and 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 they know what they're doing, they can do a lot of damage really quick to all of us. Uh, and that and that's why it's important, you know. Really, and the reason I wanted you on today is to to really have a, you know, Allied is a great partner for the industry to talk and give some people so some things to think about, because uh, it is uh, it it can happen really quick, and and, and the, it costs all of us in the end through increased premiums. So yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Any parting words for for our audience or or uh, things they should think about for this year? Um, I think one of the best takeaways is to you know look at all your products and services and see where you may have risk um, and try to put in some controls uh, to try to prevent any losses. All right, great. So joining me today was was Zach Douglas of Allied. He's a director for bonds and risk management at Allied Solutions. Uh, he's the guy who you hope you don't have to call uh, unless he's following up and saying, I'd like to help you uh, minimize your risk. But uh, yeah, these are, these are the folks you don't want to call, but they're there for you uh, and they have great resources. So we really recommend you, you utilize them, uh, their resources uh, for, for good in terms of risk management versus uh, trying to figure out what happened in case of a loss. So, Zach, thank you for joining me. Uh, We appreciate all the listeners um, and, and have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.